welcome to the Wrestling Heroes and Insiders Podcast, aka The Whip Show. Your co-hosts, Deshaun Whip Dog Whipple and Devastating Daryl Pace, each and every week will bring in some of the top pro wrestlers from around the world. I'm talking WWE, WCW, Impact Wrestling, NWA, and more. So sit back, get your favorite drink, and listen to some great stories told by those amazing and sometimes crazy pro wrestling superstars. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition. No, no, no. Not another edition. A very special edition of the Wrestling Heroes and Insiders podcast, a.k.a. The Whip Show. Guys, thank you as always for tuning in to all the shows on the network. You've been listening to The Coach's Corner. Even though I can't stand the coach, he's doing an amazing job. He's really been hitting y'all with some uh, very different thoughts about pro wrestling. But make sure you check him out. And also checking out Railing with the word heavyweight champion, Mr. Joe Walker. He's been doing his thing as well. He got some really good WrestleMania um, tied in episodes coming up this week. But speaking of WrestleMania, it is next week in Hollywood, WrestleMania 39. And today, like I said, I got a very special guest from Reffing It Up Podcast, Mr. RJ. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me. And uh, I'm just I'm just a fan, just like everybody else, but I appreciate the very warm welcome. Baby, don't try to turn it down. I'm trying to throw you. I'm trying to shine you I'll up, take, put you over, I'll take man. It. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> Sounds good, man. Well, first and foremost, well, how are you feeling out there? Where are you from? Uh, you? I'm actually I'm actually outside of Rochester, New York, originally from Buffalo, uh, New York. So, uh, no, it, it's it's it, it, it's turning. It was kind of kind of warm today. It kind of warm yesterday. The sun was shining. It's probably going to be about thirty some odd. 35 degrees or something tomorrow, probably snow over the weekend again. And next week is supposed to be up to 50 again. So it's, you know, is what it is. If you, they, they say, well, Western New York weather, if you don't like it, change or wait about five minutes. I'm from Michigan. So I know all about that, man. Yeah, all yeah. about that. You get that, With you that, get that lake weather. That lake oh, weather is a pain, man. And then I went down to Chicago, Illinois last weekend for St. Patrick's day. It's even Ooh. colder there yeah. than it is in Michigan. It was rough, man. Yeah. Whew. But, oh, and I see you got the Buffalo Bills uh, T-shirt on. I, mean, I guess I you're a big to. Buffalo fan, huh? I I, I grew up I, I grew up uh, during the Super Bowl era of the Buffalo Bills, so there's nothing uh, there's nothing I haven't heard yet. Okay. Uh, so if uh, you know Bills stand for boy, I love losing Super Bowls. <laughs> uh, wide right. Let's see, uh, 13 seconds for with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, you know. I, I'm 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 happy saying that at least we went to four Super Bowls. Yes, obviously would have would have loved to win them, but some, most teams can't say they've been to four Super Bowls, let alone one sometimes. So, uh, yeah. I've been uh, very fortunate in my lifetime to see some great teams um, with the Buffalo Bills. Uh, hopefully, we've still still got a very good team now. Hopefully, the the rumor in innuendo is they're in the uh, DeAndre Hopkins uh, sweepstakes, I guess too. So. 
So tell the truth, man. Were you trying to be funny? Because you saw me throw up the four, and it wasn't the four horsemen. It was about the four losses. Then yeah. you made a joke about some teams not making it, like my Detroit Lions. Well, well, I will say, uh, well, two two points to that. One being uh, the Lions, I'll, I'll say it here now. It's recording. It's live on Facebook. The Detroit Lions will win the NFC North this next season. Damn. Did you guys hear that? Did you guys hear that? This is a man from right Buffalo, here. from Rochester, New York, that said the Detroit Lions, he's calling it, will win the NFC North. Uh, okay. You got more faith than so I do, man. I've, okay. I also grew up watching the Lions quite a bit because uh, – I, I, I think Barry Sanders is the best running back of all time. Okay. Uh, and secondly, my grandfather actually played for the Lions for a short time back oh, in the uh, back in the fifties. So you so, got that allegiance. I, I like that, man. I like that. First and foremost is the Buffalo Bills, but uh, I always secondly root for the Lions secretly because I, you know, everybody's like, "Oh, you, man, they're not that good." I'm like, "Well." <laughs> They're turning around. I think they got the right pieces in play. Uh, and it's just a matter of, you know, just kind of drafting a couple guys, get a couple young kids in there. And uh, yeah, the sky's the limit. For sure, man. And like I said, we actually made some good moves already in the offseason. So I am looking forward to what we got to offer this year. As mm -hmm. I see you got your Montez Ford, Street Profits, Red Solo Cup over there, man. Actually, actually no, that, that that's actually a – that's from Janie Camp from the Bills. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> they're, they're giving a – well, I, I don't want to – I don't want a cease and desist order coming to the uh, to the house here from him. But, uh, but no, yeah, that's uh, – there's not there's not a day that goes by that I don't uh, reap some sort of Bills memorabilia or wrestling memorabilia or what have you. So, uh, yeah, I, I try to anyways. Well, salute for that, man. And since you're talking about being a Bills fan and a wrestling fan, you said you're a long time, long time wrestling fan. I always like to start off. Mm -hmm. What was the catch? What caught you? What was the first time that you fell in love with it? Uh, well, first time. Uh, I'm 38 years old. I've been 39 in uh, June. So I grew up during the golden age of professional wrestling, your Hulk Hogan's, your ultimate warriors, Randy Savage, um, um, all those great, great talents there. Um, honestly, man, it, it, it's waking up Saturday morning, sitting down with my brother, who's about three years younger than me, watching superstars, eating a bowl of cereal, watching Hulk Hogan or Ted DiBiase or the ultimate warrior or Savage or Andre or whomever. Um, but th that's kind of when it was like, okay, you're young enough to kind of, that could be cool for you. Uh, then, you know, you get, you get older and okay, then it's not kind of cool anymore. You get to high school and you, yeah. know, you, get, kinda, you get that look back then, you know, back right, in the nineties, right, right. back in the nineties, it wasn't that cool. Um, so I got away from it. Um, okay. then I got back into it probably late nineties, early two thousands. And I really haven't looked back. Uh, nice and uh no the really what really got me back into it was excuse me the uh tlc matches Ooh, with okay. the uh with the hardys dudleys and edge and christian um always always have been always will be a huge tag team wrestling fan in general and i i think those three teams really brought legitimacy back to the tag team division 
in those late nineties when they, after they debuted there, you know, 98, 99, whomever during that time. And then they really started revving up there with the TLC matches in 2000 at WrestleMania and 2001 and all these great pay-per-views. And I don't think, I, I don't think we'll see another group of tag teams like that. Again, it could be possible. I n- never say never, obviously, but when you can basically, you could have the Hardys versus any combination of those three. And then you throw somebody in there like, you know, APA or something like that and have great matches like that or the radicals or whatever. That's, that's when wrestling to me, anyways, that's when it actually meant something when you could actually, it was believable. So you were always a, were you always a WWF guy? Because I noticed you said at TLC, you didn't mention the NWO bringing you back into pro wrestling around 96, 97. Well, 96, 97, I kind of dabbled. I was very fortunate. I um, grew up, like I said, I mentioned, I grew up outside of Buffalo. And my grandmother had those big old satellite dishes. For those of you that are too young to know what that is, Google it. Uh, It's basically, well, it's a TV satellite is basically I can compare it to. So she had it in her backyard and she would, she ran a line to her house and we were probably about 50 yards, not even maybe 30, 40 yards away from her. So she'd run a line to our house too. So we could get, you know, I grew up watching WCW Saturday night on TBS, TNT. I watched Nitro, Thunder, uh, you know, I, I, sports wise, I was watching the Cubs. I was watching the White Sox. I was watching the Braves. So I'd watch all that Southern wrestling in addition to the great sports. So yeah, I grew up, I, 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 the first time I got back, I saw it back again. And like, right when Hogan really, when he turned. Okay. Okay. And when he joined the end, started the NWO with Hall and Nash and, uh, hell, I'm like, at that time I, I, I was what, probably I was what, 12, 13. So it's like, holy crap, Hogan is, he's a bad guy. I always known him yeah. as you know, blonde hair and mm-hmm. vitamins and all that, and all that jazz, but. Oh, you can say I, it. Go ahead and let it go. Don't oh, worry. Oh, no, and all that you, shit. You, and all that shit. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I, 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 I tried to find, I'm like, eh. <laughs> uh, put the kids to bed. Right. Um, <laughs> but no, and then that was, that's really got me back into it there. And then I'm like, okay. And then I go back a little bit and I wasn't, I was hesitant. Right. And then I really revved, got revved up there in the end of uh, 99 into 2000. But um, it, if it, it benefits now, you go back and watch a lot of the, like right now for research purposes, obviously, I'm going back and I'm going back to, I think I'm up to the 98 Monday Night Raws awesome. into the summer. So I'm going, I'm going basically in chronological for research purposes. And um, I'm going back and watching a lot of these Raws because growing up, I never watched Raws. My parents never wanted me they forbid forbidden me to watch monday night raw for obvious reasons google it and if you don't know uh, monday night wars attitude era where it was dialed back so i was watching nitro be honest with you i remember i still remember where i was sitting when when goldberg beat hogan at the georgia dome okay i still remember that to this day i was actually sitting legitimately and i actually wore a hole (laughs) in the carpet in front of the tv because i was sitting there every monday night watching it man and, so that's, that's wild man it's funny we actually had um 
Candace Cordelia on the show a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. She's from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, if you're familiar. And she also mm-hmm. works with Busted Open Radio. And she was kind of telling me her story. And this is what I want to dive into with you. She pretty much became a wrestling fan only about four or five years ago. And mm-hmm. now she's actually helping these guys move their career forward by being mm-hmm. part of the team that creates the PWI 500. Mm-hmm. You said yourself, you went from being a wrestling fan, just watching the show, just like you just told me, to now you're podcasting. You're part of mm-hmm. wrestling media. You're working with two of the best referees that <laughs> ever did it. Yeah. Like, how does that, how, and I know that's a big jump, but how does it go from a fan to actually working in wrestling media? I dabbled in it, to be honest with you. I For the last, I want to say the last good part, three, four years, I've been going nonstop. Um, and that's what I, and then that's what I go by, but for the, for the most part, I've been going on and off for podcast rest, any type of wrestling podcast for the better part of probably about five or six years. Um, and it's just something that I always loved. I I went to school. I have a bachelor's degree, uh, in media communications. So I have that background. I know I have the background in TV. I have the background in radio when you actually had to believe this or not kids, there was something before your phones and satellite radio, as great as those are, I actually was the sports director for my college radio station. Nice. And I did, like it was like the ESPN updates before the ESPN updates. And I actually had to record it on a actual CD, leave it in the radio station for them to play every 30 minutes, 45 minutes, whatever. And, uh, and, and, and that's what I like doing. I always wanted to be... Um, I want to be the next Bob Costas. I wanted to announce baseball games. I want to announce the Olympics. Uh, then I realized that you have to be really, really good at what you do, or you got to know somebody. Mm-hmm. Very connected. This is true. <laughs> and, you know, it, sometimes you got to find out the hard way. Um, I'm not, not to say that it's not, it's impossible because at, at this point, anything's possible. Yeah. Um, but I fast forward to that and, you know, I, I got into, wrestling podcasting i've done i did a past show called ringside rant um with a buddy a couple buddies of mine and then we and we just did pay-per-views we recap pay-per-views and then i did interviews on the side you know i've interviewed i've been very fortunate i've interviewed nikita koloff i've uh interviewed uh um you know mike kyota eric bischoff um you know conrad thompson to name a few but i just took a leap of faith yeah i said you know what yeah, it, it was um, actually to this day, as we're live right now, it is the one year anniversary of Reffing It Up. Salute, man. Everybody clap it so, up. So I'm actually going to add here's, the clapping noise to the uh, recorded version. So don't worry. I got you. Anyways. Anyway, so <laughs> yeah. So I'll, I'll do the old Barry Horowitz and pat yes, myself on the back. Yes. Um, but no, it was just a leap of faith, man. It really was. Um, you know, a big fan of everything that Brian and Jimmy have done in their careers. Big fan of what the whole the Hebner family has done for the wrestling business. Because honestly, if it wasn't for David and Earl Hebner, I, I don't think the wrestling business, good, bad, and different. You everybody has their own opinions and they're entitled to it. This is true. This is true. But I I I, I won't get into specifics because I, I respect their 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 privacy, but they are as good as anybody else, if not better than this business. If it wasn't for them, they wouldn't, this wrestling business wouldn't be good. It really wouldn't. Whether you like them, whole Montreal thing, whatever. Right. 
you know, and it's just, it, 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 it's, it's tough to see that they get the black eye. Yeah. And guys, if you don't know who he's referring to, let me make sure I reiterate that he's referring to, he works with Brian Hepner. Yes. And Jimmy, Jimmy Corderas. Corderas, two of the best referees mm-hmm. of all time. And as you stated, you know, right now, who knows how people look at them, but to say, especially Hepner, the Hepner family, but to mm-hmm. say that they are not the pinnacle of pro wrestling referees is crazy. That that mm-hmm. that is senseless. But yeah. speaking of that being said, you work with them. Well, I want to go here first. They're talking about at WrestleMania 13 in the Hall of Fame. It's possible they might induct the referee for the first time. What do you think about something like that? I, I think it's over overdue. Um, I think, and this goes for referees in general. Just not the Hebners, just not Brian, just not Jimmy. This goes for the Mike Kyotos. This goes for the Tim Whites. This goes for the Charles Robinsons. Um, all those great referees. And I apologize, I'm missing somebody, I'm sure. But uh, they should have, honestly, they should have their own wing, to be honest with you. That wing, quote unquote, because there's no real Hall of Fame, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Physical Hall yeah. Um, and there should be some sort of award. They have the worry. I, I we talked about this on the show that released yesterday, but there should be some sort of wing, in my opinion, some sort of award. Excuse me. You have the Warrior Award for perseverance. They should have a referee award and name it after a referee, and have those people be a part of the Hall of Fame. Uh, time will tell on who it is. Um, I think everybody, like I mentioned, your Timmy White's, Earls, Davids, um, Kyoto, Corderas, Hebner's. Um, we, we just got a comment. Tommy Young, Doug Reigns, thank you for checking in. Said mm-hmm. Tommy Young from the old NWA. Yeah, yeah, there's another one. You know, I, I think we're starting to see that forbidden door in the Hall of Fame really knocked down. We saw um, oh, his name, um, Andy Kaufman's going in this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he was not any, he was part of you know, Jerry Jarrett's promotion down there in, in Smoky Mountain and, you know, his promotion down there in T- Memphis, Tennessee. So I think I, that forbidden door is going to be knocked down. And I think with Triple H, this is a lot of these things you're going to start to see changing as part of Triple H, I think. And, and I really love to see that because I know you know the story, but to the listeners out there and the fans, a lot of people don't know Andy Kaufman. They ran that story past mm-hmm. Vince McMahon Sr. They didn't want to touch it. If you recall past. you they passed yeah. on it. And Jerry Lawler and Jarrett did accept it. Well, Jerry Jarrett mm-hmm. did accept it. So, guys, that shows you, like you said, the door is opening on so many different levels. I mean, mm-hmm. and I think it's a blessing for the professional wrestling world. But mm-hmm. I know you kind of touched on it already with the referees. We've had Joseph Mandick. He was a former referee for Ring of Honor on the show before. And he was talking about how important being a referee is to the matches. Mm-hmm. Can you really kind of let, let the people know a little bit more how serious that is? So pretty much they're the third man in the ring for the better use of terms. Uh, they're those guys that if, when all shit hits the fan, they're those guys, they're the ears and the eyes for the guys in the back that are trying to produce the show, trying to produce this match. And to tell these guys, you know, perfect example of this is our first episode we had last year was um, on Sting. And it was the match that we talked about, because what we try to do is you try to pinpoint a match that either Brian and or Jimmy have done with that specific talent and have them basically the day-to-day, the day of 
leading up to that match, what happened? What happened during it? What happened after? All that stuff. Anyways, we did Sting. We did the whole Sting and Jeff Hardy incident in TNA years ago when Jeff Hardy came under the influence. Go go back. It's in the archives. Go back yeah. and listen to it. Um, yeah. But in that instant, it's like Brian had the earpiece in his ear. Excuse me. And he had to re- you know, relay to Sting what to do with whoever was in his ear, whether it was Jeff with Jeff Jarrett or was it Eric Bischoff, whomever. They are so crucial to it because when you're on TV, you're getting cues. You got to go to commercial. Okay, yeah. bing, in the ear. And it also goes into it where, you know, something happens and then the refs have to think think about it. Um, well, we got a segment called Ref and Review on the show where they'll dissect something from that past week, whatever promotion may be. I know it's, it's everybody's favorite promotion to – you know, make fun of is AEW at this point with the referees. Yeah. But it's happened across the board, the good, the bad, and the indifference. It doesn't matter. Um, but the referees are so crucial, just like they're crucial to a lot of your professional sports, mm-hmm. even more so now with professional wrestling. Um, because you know, they have to check on the safety. They have to, hey, if you know, God forbid they forget what they went over in the back. Mm-hmm. The referee is there to to help them out to remember yes. hey you know tackle down splash whatever whatever the next steps are because yes it is predetermined folks it, i'm not using that f word because it's not thank you for not using that word but go ahead. <laughs> i hate that word and and no it's not the one you think it's that one but anyway it's, pre, <laughs> it's predetermined try to honestly try to explain this to a, my son's 10 he'll be 11 next month try to yeah. explain that to a 10 year old that it's not that DDP one time says something to the degree of, to the people that believe there is no explanation needed. To the people that don't believe, to the people that don't believe, there's no explanation will do it justice. So no need to even try to argue with them. Just keep doing what you're doing. And Mm -hmm. I want to piggyback off of what you were talking about with the referees. Don't forget this as well. Listen, when some knucklehead feels the need that he wants to go viral and jump over the security Mm -hmm. rail, who was the first person, RJ, that tackles that uh person jumping across the ra- uh, rail? Is a referee. Is a referee. If you go back, go online on YouTube, and um, there's video of this. Uh, Brian's dad, Earl. There's there's pictures. There's videos of him. I forgot who. I think it was Triple H. No, Triple H in Austin. Yes. Was was Kyoto. Kyoto started like putting the stomping a mud hole in his ass. Mm-hmm. And then I think Earl did the same sort of thing because he's they're there to, to protect the business. You know, sure. that, you know, to that line in between reality and, and the uh, predetermined. For sure. For sure, uh, man. So now we kind of touched on this a little bit earlier. I want to go back to this. We were talking about being a part of wrestling media. Now, do you think it's a good thing or a bad thing that we have so many different podcasts and so many different people are now a part of wrestling media. What do you think about that? I think everybody deserves to get their opinions across in whatever facet that may be, whether, whether you're going to do interviews like we're doing right now, whether you're going to be doing reviews of, you know, raws or smackdowns or dynamites or rampages or whatever, do you, 
You know what I mean? There is no blueprint to a successful podcast. Some people may think there is. Some people may claim that they have the blueprint to it, but they don't. They just go with what works. And I, I, I get that question sometimes too, is like, okay, I'm thinking about starting a podcast. What should I do? okay well okay what what are your passions is it baseball is it football is it movies is it wrestling is it cooking whatever and then go from there you have to have nowadays you go back 10 15 years what the hell is a podcast right it was radio yeah and now it's like you have to be some sort of have some sort of uniqueness to it and i and i think we've we've accomplished that with reffing it up where I, I, I pitched this to Brian last year. I said, this is my idea. Um, and this was just solo at the time. This was just Brian and I, okay. and we brought Jimmy in a few, um, I believe it was about the beginning of the year. So he's been with us for a few months. And, uh, but even before that, I'm like, this is the idea I have. Uh, we can go back. You, he says he has over 30 years of experience in the business. Right. So, He's probably, he's literally done it all and seen it all pretty much. Uh, so, and I said, Hey, let's do this. No, he, he said, all right, here's my number. Call me. We'll pitch it. I said, okay, let's go. And I was telling my, uh, my buddy this the other day and he does another podcast. And uh, I said, dude, he's like, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm flabbergasted. I was like, why? He's like, I'm like, Dude, I do a podcast with Brian Hebner and Jimmy Corderas. And this is like, and, and you don't want to be that quote unquote mark, <laughs> but sometimes you have to do that. You have to sit back and it's just like, holy crap, that just happened. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Um, and uh, it's just unreal. And it's just, it's one of the th- case in point we're having next week. We, I just, we just announced it last night on our social medias. Uh, next week, we're going to have uh, the Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, on the show. You guys so, heard that. Tune in. He's going to have Kurt Angle. Tune in. Yeah, We're going to be so, talking to the man himself. We're actually sitting down with him Saturday afternoon. And, um, dude, if you – he was my guy growing up. Yeah. And, you know, it's one of those things where, as you know, you've interviewed a lot of people you have to kind of check yourself at the door sometimes, yeah. so to speak. And I'll elaborate on what that means is you have to sit back and because you're part of quote unquote wrestling media, we're off. We're not part. I, I don't consider myself part of wrestling media. So I appreciate the, the <laughs> comment. I, I do, I'm just a fan. We're all fans guy, for sure, for but sure. um, check yourself at the door. You know, yeah. I, I'll go upside. I'll go upstairs or whatever and talk to my son, talk to my wife and say, Hey, I can't believe what the hell just happened. I, we, we just, we just booked uh bully Ray. We just booked Tommy dreamer or Kurt angle or whomever. It's like, dude, these are guys that I watched growing up. And it's just like, and, and, and I'm thinking to myself, don't mark, don't mark, don't mark out, don't mark out, don't mark out. <laughs> and it's hard to, because the, at the end of the day in for yourself or in whoever else is whistling or watching who are doing podcasts and you're interviewing somebody, they're all friends. They're just guys. Yeah, this is true. This is true. This and that, is true. and that and that was hard for me to to wrap my brain around sometimes because I'm like, 
when you do the research and you ask these questions, it's like, holy crap, these guys have really, you know, extensive yeah. history sometimes. You know, when you're dealing with a lot of these professional wrestlers from the from the past to present and what have you. So it's just it's just great. That's all I gotta say. If like just if if it if you guys take anything away from this episode right now, take your shot. Yeah, you know, shoot your shot because you never know what's gonna happen. A year ago, I never thought I'd be doing a show with Brian Hebner and Jimmy Corderas. You know what I mean? And I, I, I would have never thought I'd be interviewing Kurt Angle or having Kurt Angle on the show. So it's just, it, it's that it, never say never, take your shots. That's all I have to say. Guys, you heard that this man just gave you some gems and we're only in the first half of the show. But like you said, you number go. one, take your shot. If you believe, you can make yeah. it happen. In 2023, anything is possible. Especially but you gotta, but you gotta, but you gotta, you gotta have. And yeah, I lost my train of thought. You got, oh, you got to, you you got to have a uniqueness. You know what I mean? Yeah, very true. Honestly, the best thing about podcasting is everybody can podcast. The worst part of podcasting Woo! is everybody can podcast because they think it's just a matter of turning on a microphone, putting your AirPods in your ear, turning on a computer, and hitting record. It's funny you said that. I do radio, and my yeah. producer gets so mad at podcasts because he's like, you know, people. What she just said, people think they could just do it. They don't understand it's the hot. uniqueness to it. They don't understand the research. Actually, yeah. given you have to have a personality yourself to be able to exactly. interview people, and people don't <laughs> think about that part. And I don't want to ever knock people's dreams, but my gosh, there are some people that are so dry. But I'm not going to knock anybody. I'm not going to say it. But well, but they, but you got to respect it though, because. Yeah. You know, we all come from certain people, yourself, myself, you're in radio. I come, I did radio in college. I did radio right now. I got out of college. I go, you go back to those boards, the slide, the, the faders. You got to do that. You got to hit record. You got to hit, you got to hit the button right on the right time. Because if the commercial doesn't go on, it's your ass. Because <laughs> you're, 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 you're the young kid. You know what I mean? You're the guy you're easy to get rid of. <laughs> you know, the guys that are doing the morning show and the morning, the afternoon drive. Ah, well, there's, they're, 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 they're under contract. We don't, uh, we can't touch them, right? Very true, man. Well, you know, you kind of already touched on this a little bit. You talked about how you feel when you knowing that you're interviewing Kurt Angle, that you sure. interview Bully Ray. Well, now it's time for our first segment, and it's called the Mark Out Moment. But see, when I say the mark out moment, it doesn't mean you go up and run up and down the street screaming, oh, my God, I'm interviewing Kurt Angle. I'm talking about that moment that you're really just like, damn, I can't believe I'm with this person or I can't believe this person knows me or I'm having dinner with said person. What was that first moment that you really were like, shit, I'm here? When I... um. You know, Brian, Brian and I and Jimmy and, and before Jimmy hopped on with us. And I think that that's been phenomenal. If you guys haven't listened to it in the last three months, I think Jimmy, Jimmy is one of those guys that I mean, Brian, too. They love the business. They love everything about it. And the stories that they have are absolutely phenomenal. And Jimmy just knows the history of it. His it goes all the way back to working with Andre the Giant. In the 80s. But um, when we have, I, I get messages through messages, basically. I get messages from Brian saying, hey, I just had Bully, just, uh, Bully Ray just message me and he likes, he loves what we're doing, loves the concept. Um, but he really, he says that we should try this. I'm like, oh, wow. 
Okay. Oh. That that's great. Or we'll get uh we'll get a DM through the show's page from a uh oh, what the heck I'll name drop him. I don't care. I'll, what do I got? I'll get a cease and desist anyways. I don't care. We'll get uh we'll get a comment from a Mike Yoda or a Charles Robinson saying that, hey, I love the show. When can I come on? Ooh, okay. Uh, we we just recently had two weeks ago we had Mike Kyoto on, so you can go back in the archives and what listen to that too. That was, oh wow, I, 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 we could probably have gone another two hours. We went about two little over two hours with him, and I'm like, I we probably could have gone another two. But anyways, those are just things types of the things where you just sit back and you're like, all right, that just that that uh, that just happened, or sitting down with like a Nick Aldis or Mickey James or Bully Ray or Tommy Dreamer and just sitting there. And, and I have a constant lot or um, line on the show and they make fun of me for it. And like, I just sit back. I'm like, I just said, I'm just happy to be here, man, man, man. You know what I mean? And I just, and I said, whatever. And I tell, I tell Brian and Jimmy, I said, whatever you get, you guys need, let me know. I'll do whatever. You know what I mean? I, we're going off of what you you're, love for this business i'm just the guy that hits the buttons that's all i am <laughs> you know what i mean I'll, I'll 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 give you the research i'll 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 email you the you know the sometimes we've had between i've done between six to oh crap we've had some shows where have been three pages of notes of research sometimes it's been up towards you know nines and tens of page, pages of notes wow on okay. certain because we'll we'll do we'll do certain guys like a bully Ray or a Tommy dreamer or Mike Yoda, Kurt angle that, you know, they wrestled for so long. We've done John Cena and Ray Mysterio and just the history that they had with them um, in general. And it's just like, just a matter of, it doesn't really hit me personally until I, you know, I, 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 I turn the recording button off. And we just sit there and we shoot the shit for five, 10 minutes with, you know, a bully Ray or a Tommy dreamer or D'Lo Brown or whomever, or it's just the three of us or the two of us sitting there and just shooting the shit. And I'm like, wow, this is kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> this is kind of cool. But at the same time, I kind of have to, I'll go upstairs and, you know, I'll, I'll do the whole, uh, I'll, you know, wipe my head over with a cold washcloth or something <laughs> to kind of bring me back to reality because like I said before, at the end of the day, we're all guys. We're all men. We're all women. You know, we still get up at the same, same way every day. Yeah. Some of us may be awaking in you know bigger homes and a lot more stuff. For, and that's fine. They deserve it. They work their asses right. off for it. But at the end of the day, we're all fans. Mm-hmm. Very true. You have to, I, I hope it does come off as, Hey, we're just having a conversation. I've always thought that was the best way to interview people. And to people out there listening that do think about getting this, always respect the person you are interviewing or whatever mm-hmm. you do. But understand, just like he said, they're a person. They're going to be more receptive if you respect them and just kind of kick it with them mm-hmm. as opposed to treating them like they're you being a supermarket. They can tell the difference. Mm-hmm. Trust me. They can kind oh, of yeah, tell well, the by difference. Far. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and it, it just it, – it's <laughs> – we had uh... – Josh Alexander on from Impact yes. Impact the cur- the longest reigning I'll put some respect on his name the Thank longest you. reigning Impact World Heavyweight Champion in Impact 
on and even Brian was making fun. He's like, dude, this guy's a total mark for you. He loved your work. I'm like, come on, Brian, you gotta just give me some credit card. Um, but no, yeah, it's just it's like I said, it's fun at the end of the day. It's I could have been we record every Tuesday usually, and uh it's just I could be having the worst day in the world, the worst week in the world. And as soon as I get down here, I open up the computer, log on to Zoom or whatever. I hit record. Everything goes away. For sure. And that's, and that's why we'll go back to what got me in professional wrestling. What got me back into watching professional wrestling. What kept me there is I can go up turn now, not now, but, or not then, but I can turn on my Roku, put on USA. I can put on whatever the network. And for those next three, four, five hours, there's not a damn care in the world that I have. Man, because of that's professional wrestling. Even if you want, you go back and watch the nostalgic stuff. You go back and watch the Attitude Era. You watch WCW. Hell, I've gone back and watched the old AWA. I always make a joke and say this, but it's actually kind of true. Now, you might not have had the same situation as me, but growing up, I was a super nerd. So when the girls didn't love me, I always felt like. (laughs) professional wrestling did you know what i mean that was yeah. the one time you could quote unquote be different before yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh cards and pokemon and still feel like you were in that space with your family you know what i'm talking about so I know this, you go- this goes to show you i have a perfect example i'm glad you said that uh circa probably 2000 i'm back into watching professional wrestling at this time cripe i'm what i what freshman freshman in high school what have you? I'm, I'm, it's a funny story, I swear. Probably myself and one, two, three, three or four other guys. We uh, backyard wrestling. <laughs> so keep this in mind. This is Buffalo, New York yeah. in the winter. Okay, keep this in mind. Okay. And you got these two slap dicks <laughs> running around outside on a trampoline in snow in their stocking feet. Cause we couldn't, we couldn't wear boots because yeah. it's mess up the trampoline. But for those couple hours there, we'd have our own entrance music. We'd have this, we'd have that. We didn't have a damn care. We didn't care who liked us, who didn't like us. Uh, and then after that, we started doing pay-per-views, WWE pay-per-views at each other's houses. Our parents would buy the pay-per-views or we'd buy the pay-per-views or whatever the case may be. Um, and, you know, we'd get pizza, wings, pop, yeah. whatever. And, you know, we'd forget about, you know, life for a little bit. For sure. And, uh, and, and but that's, and that, and, but that's, everybody's different though. Everybody goes into, you know, you, whether you've watched it for the last four or five years, whatever, everybody's different though. Yeah. And it's just, you, wrestling's for everybody, whether you like, you know, strong style, whether you like Japanese, whether you like cruiserweights or lucha libre, women's wrestling, whatever, hardcore, you know, death match, whatever. You like what you like. That's it. And do we do do you shoot your shot? Like I said before. And you got hey, listen, just to let you know, you get extra points because you refer to it as pop and not soda. Just saying extra points for that, man. So. <laughs> we had a running conversation well conversation argument whatever you want to call it with my wife and myself she's from um 
she's from out this way in Rochester, outside this area, and she calls it soda. So it depends. Just a matter of an hour and a half down the highway, down the I-90. It doesn't matter. But the problem is you go down south. I had um, relatives that lived down in the Carolinas Mm -hmm. and like Maryland area, and they called everything Coke. Oh, I've heard of that before. Yeah, I've heard of that. So, and you, you, you we go to a Crackle Barrel or whatever. Hey, we got Cherry Coke. We got Grape Coke. We got Lime Coke. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, no, it's like 7-Up. Oh, then just say 7-Up then. What the hell's the problem? <laughs> you know what I mean? But, uh, it, it, but it's different. But that's what I love about it. You know, you can yeah. go anywhere in the world. For sure, and, man. If anything, professional wrestling brings people together. Absolutely. People that you might not have ever met. You're right. Mm -hmm. That connection. And speaking of that, we got to talk about what's coming up next week. The granddaddy of them all. WrestleMania 39. Will you be going to WrestleMania Hollywood? I will not. Unfortunately, the uh, my uh, Learjet is actually down now. Um, (laughs) uh, I I was actually going to charter a helicopter, but uh, you know what? My... uh, my, the pilot's on strike this year, ah, this, uh, yeah, this time. Got so, it. Got un- it. unfortunately, all that money I'm making right now from the show <laughs> and the shoot job, not really coming as in as much uh, as it used to pre-COVID. So, oh man, uh, no, I honestly, man, I'd rather, and every, like I said, everybody's different. I'd rather sit here. I got a big screen TV down here in my finished basement. I'll come down here. I'll watch it. And I'm perfectly happy with that. It's same thing goes for football too, man. Like I'll go, I'll meet. I went to the Thursday night game, the bills Patriots game in December. And that was the first game I went to in probably 10 years. Okay. I, I you know, dude, I, I, I don't drink anymore. I haven't drank yeah. any alcohol in two years. Okay. And okay. I, I'd rather just sit. And even before that, I'd rather just sit here. I'm a homebody. You know See, what I mean? I'd I- rather, I'd rather, I'd rather, you know, you make, make a pot of chili in the morning, put a, you know, a roast in the, in the crock pot or the slow cooker or whatever and pig out, man. <laughs> I do feel you on that, but I now obviously I'm not going to say obviously, but I went to the WrestleManias here. The first mm-hmm. one that connected me was WrestleMania three Hogan sure. versus Andre. I actually went to that at 87. I was seven years old. Then I went to WrestleMania 23 with John sure. Cena. Both of them were in the Detroit area and we got SummerSlam coming up this year. Yep. But I did. I always said I wanted to go to a WrestleMania week, not locally. So I went last year to Dallas. I actually have some buddies that live in Dallas already. And when I tell you WrestleMania week is an amazing experience, but you know, what's funny. It's not WrestleMania itself that makes it an amazing experience. It's yeah. WrestleCon. It's yeah. all the independent promotions all over the world. It's literally being in a sea of people talking about pro wrestling. And, mm-hmm. You know, you're walking down the street and you're seeing guys with NWO t-shirts on, Johnny Morrison, yeah. uh, uh, Danny Morrison, ISPW. It was, that's what made it so great. Um, I have a fellow podcaster's name is Shin Blade. He kind of was like my mentor in this podcasting world. And he works with, uh, I guess I could say it. He does some work with uh, JTG. He did some stuff mm-hmm. with Eric Bischoff during WrestleMania week last week, last year. And he doesn't even go to WrestleMania. He right. literally just goes to all the independent shows and have a ball. So I, I get it. You're a homebody, mm-hmm. man. But I'm telling you, one time, one time. Because I'll get there. it's funny that you're from New York. So me and my buddies, we were going to go to WrestleMania in New York. However, sure. for whatever reason, like you said, the money situation wasn't correct. Sure, sure. We didn't go to that WrestleMania, but the next night we literally drove to New York to go for the, for the Raw. Raw. 
Yeah. <laughs> we went the raw SmackDown and Barbie. I see it. So no, we still got some of the experience, but yeah, it was. We'll we see, but it's see it, Eric but it, it, live it, and all that. But it, it's it's tough too living in the Northeast. There's not a lot of stuff, especially WrestleMania. You know, you're not outside of New York City. You're not going to really get a lot in the Northeast. You're going to have to either fly somewhere or drive somewhere, and you're driving yeah. a while. Um, and like I said, I'm not creating. Obviously, it's an excuse, but <laughs> it's one of those things too. I'm like, I want to take my son to it. You know, yeah. I want that my first time to be his first time too. For sure, for sure. So you know, and that and that goes. You know, I want to. No, I want to give my son something that my dad never gave me, and that's it. Because my dad never sat down and watched wrestling with me. Mm, he he okay. thought it was just he thought it was stupid. Yeah, and and rightfully so. He didn't know. Right, right. Um, but you know, I was very fortunate enough to take my son to his first wrestling pay per view, Impact. Uh, I think it was uh, Rebellion last uh, last year, uh, in Poughkeepsie. Uh, so and it was about four hour drive, so it wasn't too bad. But okay. it's just you know, get those kind of little small things out there and, you know, work, work up to the bigger, whether it be summer slams or, um, did he enjoy it? Oh, he absolutely loved it. He actually, nice. that was right when that was April of last year, 22 or yeah, 22. And Brian was still doing, Brian wasn't retired until June. So we actually got us, um, tickets and we we're sat probably, we were ringside, but we were like right on the corner. Okay. And he was able to go, he was able to go up on the ramp and take pictures and go to the ring and do this and do that. Um, but yeah, no, it was just cool. And he's hanging out with, he's meeting a lot of the wrestlers and stuff and hanging out with them afterwards. And, um, <laughs> unfortunately it's like, he's, he, <laughs> I still blame Brian to this day, but he's given my son, he's giving him cupcakes and, cake and all that stuff at one in the morning i'm like dude brian he's got to go to sleep we got to drive home tomorrow bud but he he ended up sleeping on the way home anyway so it didn't make any difference that is that is so dope see i'm glad he had a good experience see i don't have i don't have a son i have a godson but when he was six years old and i'm a former independent wrestler myself and i took him to his first show well he probably was about eight and i said i'm going to scare him to death so in my match i have him sitting like in the second row the guy I'm working, I have him throw me outside, and I have him give me this chair shot across my head that probably would have should have gave me CTE. I'm not laughing <laughs> at CTE, but it probably should have. Now, I'm thinking my godson is going to be crying like, oh, my God, my pop is getting beat up. He's like, get him, hit him again, hit him again. <laughs> Very valuable lesson. He got put on punishment after that, but he definitely enjoyed pro right. wrestling because yeah. he was so close. And on another note, guys, that's why I tell you, if you have a local independent pro wrestling, go to it, support Mm -hmm. it, check it out. It is some of the best fun you will ever have in your life. Mm -hmm. But with that being said, we're talking about WrestleMania coming up, and I want to go straight to the top. Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns. And before I have you pick a winner, what do you think about this build? I mean, even the transition from Sami Zayn being the guy that a lot of people say it probably should have won because people really were loving Sammy. I mean, they were. What mm-hmm. do you think about the bill between Cody and Roman right now? And where we're at. I think they're doing it the right way. Um, you can't really say that a lot of the past, uh, past WrestleMania sometimes, yeah. or even the past major pay-per-views here with WWE. Uh, but I think the right people are, are, are in play. Uh, Triple H is doing a hell of a job in what he's doing. And, um, uh, yeah, man. I just think the build you you play on the heartstrings in professional wrestling. 
whether they be you try not to get too personal, but at the same time, you want to get a personal because you get a guy there like Paul Heyman, who is literally the best in the business right now, in my opinion, of he can either make you hate him or love him. There's no in between. Uh, And I think he's really, you know, you can have the argument, okay, is Roman really the best deal in the business or is he the best deal because of Paul Heyman? And I, I think Cody's Cody's a fan favorite. Yeah. Until 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 he's not really, to be honest with you, because when he debuted before he had that great match with Seth Rollins, Hell in the Cell with the Praetorian Pack and all that stuff, he had that build. He was that guy that went away to the other company for a while and he came back. Mm-hmm. First guy to do that. Very true. Probably not the last. From what we're hearing, probably not. Right. But, you know, it, it, the build is there. I just hope, and I don't doubt it, but I really hope it, the match is phenomenal. And it's obviously it's going to be main, main eventing the second night. So, yeah, yeah. Now, with that being said, I mean, obviously, um, all signs are pretty much pointing towards Cody going over. But let's say he does. Let's say he does. Do you think he really can sustain being the top guy in WWE for six months to however long they want him to be on top? Do you think the fans are buying him enough? I can see. I can see him being a champ for at least a year. Um, Because he knows what it takes to have a few last long, whether that be his experience in AEW whether that be his experience that he learned from his father or his brother, um, or honestly, dude, even learned it from Randy Orton when him, he was part of legacy with DiBiase too, because I think Cody is a sponge. And like I said, this is strictly my opinion. I don't know this for a fact, but he's a sponge for this business. He takes everything in and he makes it his own. Um, You know, the only thing I will say though, is to last that long, you may have to reinvent yourself a couple times. Yes. Yes. And I think that's one of the main reasons why we've seen the likes of a Roman Reigns, the likes of a Chris Jericho, um, Christian edge, Randy Orton, reinvent yourself time and time again to not only get over with the fans, but basically make it hard for the writers not to write for you. Yeah. So, and I think that'll play into it too. Where say, yeah, I, I honestly, I, I don't think it's a given that he's going to win. Cody, that is. I'm, I don't man. think it's a. I don't think if I was a betting man, I wouldn't put. I wouldn't bet anything on that match. To be honest with you, outside of out, honestly, what I what how I would do it, I would do a. I would do a draw. Ooh. A draw at WrestleMania main event. Why not? Why not? Do you know the fans? Do you understand the reaction the fans would have that night, though, bro? Hey. In that building? Okay, so they have them there. Listen, they have them there. They have them watching. They already got them. Okay. Okay. But the thing is, though, are they going to want to watch again? Right. Because if you delay it and delay it, Granted, it's a long shot that that's going to happen, but you know what I mean? It, it's possible. I just to kind of make this feud go a little bit longer, 
honestly, why put it on Raw, man? Main Let's, event Raw rematch or uh, WrestleMania rematch on Raw. Pop the ratings, dude. This. You guys heard this. And I know a couple of WWE writers listen to this show. <laughs> RJ said it. So hey, he's the one. He said you it. Can, you, you, you can hit me up. <laughs> man, I, well, I, 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 I may not be cheap. I might not uh, require a lot of money, but I'm not, uh, I'm not cheap. That's for sure. For sure, man. I like that. That definitely would be different, man. But yeah. now there's also, and I like, I don't like to go too deep in the rumors, but there's the rumor mill that Roman might take some time off. Mm-hmm. I, you said you're a fan. I'm a big, I'm a big bloodline fan. I like the whole story. Uh, I actually agree with people saying this might be Emmy award winning. However, mm-hmm. it's pro wrestling. So they probably would never get right. an Emmy, but with that being said, I wonder, would it be hard to rebuild Roman if he loses? Or would Roman even want to stay around as a pro wrestler? We know what The Rock did once Hollywood got a hold of him. Do you mm-hmm. think Roman might just decide to go off and become that mega real-life star? I think it is. I think he could. I, th- I think he could. But at this point, though, if you want to look at it storyline-wise, Roman loses. He leaves for a while. He goes off, does movies, whatever. The bloodline's no more. Very true. Who is he going to feud with coming back? Solo Sokoa. Hey, you left me. You're not, you haven't heard him talk yet. Have him cut his promo chops. You never heard him talk. (laughs) But, you know what I mean? Have him be, you know, that part of, you know, have him with his brothers. You know what I mean? Because you don't ha- necessarily have to break up a tag team. I hate when they do this. I know, man. You I see know. this with the New Day. The New Day's been together for how long? Yeah. They ha- Yes, they've never technically broken up. Cody won the, t- or not Cody, excuse me. Kofi won the title. Yeah. Big E won the title. Dude, I can see him putting the strap on, uh, on Xavier. And I'm glad you brought up the New Day. I, I was reading something the other day. They've all said they vetoed Vince multiple times mm-hmm. when he wanted to cut him off. He said, no, this still has legs. Let's keep it going. And like you say, there's been different iterations of it, but they have never totally separated. They've still been homeboys. So you're right. I, I never liked that either. They break teams up just because, you know. And, well, another thing. I wanna, oh, go ahead. You say something real quick. No, because another perfect example is the Dudley boys. Oh, they could have kept them together, dude. Yeah. Granted, yeah. with the brand brand split, obviously you're gonna want to switch stuff up. But I get that. But dude, imagine you could see a bully. I don't, I don't think it would have worked. But can you imagine a bully Ray from TNA Impact in WWE? And you know he pitched that when he first came back the last oh, time. I right? guarantee you he did. Yeah, he yeah. he is by far, and I'll put this up against anybody. Bully Ray is the smartest man in this business. Absolutely. Right now, and probably maybe of all time, because Absolutely. he he gets it. He gets what gets over, what doesn't get over, and and, I, and I'm not saying that just because he's been on our show, but even before that, you respect his opinion because it comes with a lot. Yeah, very true, very true. Now I know a lot of people are saying, besides the main event with Cody and Roman, um, they're a little fifty fifty on how good the card is obviously with wwe people are going to watch wrestlemania because it's wrestlemania people that don't even watch wrestling watch wrestlemania but what do you think about the card so far and is there anything else right now that sticks out to you that you really want to see i will say 
two matches I'm really looking forward to. And outside of obviously the main event of night two, and probably what's going to be the main event of night main event of night one will be the tag match between Usos and Sammy and Kevin. Now I like that as the main event for night one. I was hearing that they wanted to go Charlotte and Rhea. Well, see, I would well that, but you my thing with that is though, what's gonna tell what tells the best story? Not to say Charlotte and Rhea don't. Right. What has told the best story of the last six months, three months, whatever. It's been the bloodline because think about this, uh, forward booking, yeah. long-term booking. Usos lose the tag straps. They go to the second night, try to have Roman win. You got Sami Zayn and Kevin coming down in aid of that. Yep. Cody, Cody beats him. No more gold in the, in the bloodline. But anyway, I, I I will say the other two matches are the what you said, Rhea and Charlotte. I say put them on first mm, night okay. one. Start hot because you yeah. know they're going to go. You know they're, oh, they're two of the best women's wrestling wrestlers. Excuse me, in the world. I think Charlotte is probably the best women's wrestler since you know in the last decade. At least easy, easy. At easy. least at least, and I I would even say go farther than that. I think she is the most athletic. Wrestler, man or female. Easy. Uh, Easy. But I I say put them on first. And you know what? You walk back there, top that. Yeah. Because you know it's going to go over. But honestly, the the low-key match of um, WrestleMania, Gunther versus Drew and Sheamus for the IC title. Because you know they're going to beat the ever-living hell out of each other. This is true. Um, one of our podcasters on my network, Coach, he has been the biggest Gunther fan for like oh the last God. year. He 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 also thinks the WWE still kind of misses the boat on how good Gunther is and can be. I don't um, think I don't th- I don't think we've seen how good he can be yet. Yeah, I, I, there was a moment in the Royal Rumble where he was eye to eye with Brock Lesnar, and all I saw was dollar signs. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you sure. remember that oh, moment. Yeah. I was like, that is money right there. That split second. Was like it, man. But yeah, I agree. They're gonna beat the hell out of each other. That's gonna be a good one. But what about that Dominic and Ray? Now it's not been officially announced yet. <laughs> but does that do anything for you? I uh side note, I actually saw Ray and Eddie. Uh it wasn't the um it was during that whole storyline that they had there with the custody of Dominic. I forgot what I think it was maybe Great American Bash in Buffalo. Something like it was a pay-per-view in Buffalo and they, they were there. I think it was a ladder match or something. I can't remember. I'd have to go back and, and look at the pay-per-view because it's going to bug me now. But I think it's possibility of really being good. Um, I think you, that's another thing that you can use an example of. It plays on the heartstrings of a wrestling fan. You got your father here that you, you know, you, you got this sniveling little SOB of a son that you want to beat the crap out of, but you can't True. for many reasons, of course. But you play on the heartstrings. I just, I think Dominic is very talented, very talented, but time will tell. Yeah. Um, And I think he was, I think, I believe, I'd have to look it up. He was trained by Lance Storm. Mm. 
Okay. Now that I did not know. Okay. I, I think so. I may be wrong. So don't quote me on that. I'll have okay. to do a little research on that, but I'm pretty sure if he hasn't, he's trained with him before and then he got trained somewhere. Anyways, uh, that's the possibilities of really being, I don't think that it's going to be bad. If, if Ra- any match Ray's involved with, never can be a bad match. Sure, for sure. Now, I'm glad you said that about Dominic, man. You're talking about playing on the heartstrings. Um, the other day, quoting Busted Open Radio, a lot of callers were calling in, and they were really pissed at Ray. Like, bro, in a Latino family, if your son was that disrespectful, you'd smack the hell exactly. out of him. Exactly. So that's getting people all riled up. So when he finally does sock his ass right in the mouth, the fans are going to go crazy. Yeah. Well, by but far. do you? Do you think this might be Ray's last match with them announcing him being in a Hall of Fame already? No, no. You don't think it at all? You don't think so? No. Unless it, and honestly, unless there's some sort of issue with his health, I don't think so. I think we, we've seen guys like an Edge, like a Matt Hardy, like a Christian come back. Yeah. Um, for me, obviously, they're, they're injuries. I get that, whatever. But I think Ray is in decent enough shape. Yeah, he might want to be on, you know, one of those legend deals, whatever the case you want to call it. Right. Uh, but I don't think it's his last match. I don't think, I think he's one of those guys. He, it's the old Terry Funk rule. I'm never going to retire. Or when I say retire, I'll just, I'll come back on a different name or something. Yeah. Um, but no, man, I don't, I don't think it's going to be his last match. I think he still has so much more to give to the business, uh, in, in the ring. It doesn't, and it doesn't mean that he can't do anything behind the scenes, but, uh, I, but who knows? Maybe he just wants to take some time off and do what he has to do. And that is still so amazing, man. Like you talked about Ray, man. We talked about Bully Ray earlier. Ray, Bully Ray, Edge. So many of these guys that, let's be honest, they're in the twilight of their career, but they are still going crazy in the ring, having great matches, and getting these fans up more than some of the the new guys, man. What do you think about how amazing that is? I I think we're going to start to see that turn – you know, that's the turn in the business. We're going to see, you know, your edges, your rays really go out. And you're going to see guys like your Austin Theories, your Chad Gables, your Otis's, your Gunther's. Um, insert wrestler here, pretty much. Um, I really think you're going to see a lot. I want them to see do a little bit more with Pete Dunn. Yes, yes. Um, I think they've done him. He he's on he's on TV, so you can't really he's say he's hurting. He's on TV, but you know, give him a little bit of run here. You know what I mean? And I think um, it can only help him because you're going to start to see that turn in the business a little bit. Where you see a lot more of the younger guys, where you're not going to see a lot of the your John Cena's, your Edges, your uh, Rays anymore. You can see him every once in a while, but you're not going to see him as consistent. Speaking of, before we get out of here, because we got to get ready to close out, but before we get out of here, that damn John Cena. Coming back one more time with with Austin Theory, and yes, he verbally annihilated that young man, but what did you think about that one-on-one promo deal, and do you care that Cena is back for WrestleMania? I'm sure the box office cares, to be honest with you. (laughs) Yeah. Um, No, I... I grew up watching Cena, man. And I never got it. Seriously, I never got his gimmick. I never got him until probably whenever he, when, when he beat JBL for the title at WrestleMania, I'm like, it just clicked. I said, I got it now. He is the guy 
every deck, every age, you have guys that you could put your money on to take you to that next level in the business. You had your Hogan. You had Hogan Andre. Andre sold out. Guarantee yeah. you. Then you had Austin Rock. Then you had John Cena. They are looking, trying to figure out who their next guy is. Yeah. Is it Austin Theory? I've seen him on the independent circuit down in Georgia. He is by, he's very, very talented. But at the same time, I'll use a term that you'll understand. Very, very green. Yep. Yep. And I think, does he, is he going to beat John Cena? Who knows? It could go either way. How I would book it? Have John Cena beat him in an under a minute. Mm. Different, but I see. Okay, I, I don't see it happen. Like I said before, with all these, this is just. <laughs> I hey, I'm throwing it against the wall and seeing if it sticks, brother. Uh, but no, I think John Cena is when you can go back and you need somebody to get a guy over. John Cena is that guy. When you go back, you go back to the golden age of professional wrestling. Who'd you call on to get somebody over? Rowdy Piper. Yep. This is true. May, may, may not have been the most athletically gifted wrestler in the ring of all time. But you know what he did? Yes, he jabbed he did. at you. He talked. He made you hate him. John Cena, yeah, well, he can talk, but he can back it up, though, too. For sure. Now, you know what? Like I said, it's time to get out of here, but it's time for our very final segment now you already said you're a fan and -hmm. you love what you're doing and we talked about a lot of great wrestlers here but you know what rj the final segment is called book yourself (laughs) if you were to say now if you were to book yourself rj whether you be a pro wrestler whether you be a manager whether you be a writer if you could put yourself anywhere in the annals of pro wrestling where would you have been if you could have actually been on that side of the business? I want you right now, RJ, a reference it up <laughs> podcast to book yourself. Well, you see these guns right here? I ain't going to be a professional wrestler, brother. I, I am not going to be anywhere near the ring. I res- Dude, I respect the business so much that I'll stay the farthest away from being an in-ring talent because I don't want to damage it that badly. Um, honestly, dude, I would... Um, I've always, there was two sides of it, really, to be honest with you. Um, I wanted to be behind the scenes, you know, aging it, write it, what have you. Um, well, I also wanted to be broad. I, when, I, when I realized what broadcast or play-by-play guys go through, I, I'm like, nope, I don't want that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Because that's a tough job. Most people, just like podcasting, they think that that job's, you just sit there and you read the script and blah, blah, blah. You You talk about what you see. You see this thing here? This is what you have in your ears all the time there, too. You got Vince McMahon or Triple H yelling at you. Um, honestly, dude, if I had my choice, I would book myself as a, res- as a uh, referee. Ooh. Um, I mean, yeah. Because, I, you know, I, I've always had respect, obviously, because I do a show with two referees. I had, the, I had the respect, like I said, for the business. But I also have a lot of respect for referees because of I don't think the referees get enough respect for sure. For sure. And for what they do, because if you, and it's just good, bad, and different. You have, everybody has their own opinion about referees. Well, okay. but without that, without that referee, there's chaos. 
This is true, man. <laughs> well, man, thank you very much for coming sure. on the show. I had so much fun. And guys, if y'all didn't learn something from this man, I don't know what you're doing because he gave y'all a whole lot of wrestling game tonight. But with that being said, the final thing that we do is called Ring the Bell. And that's where I give you 60 seconds to talk about anything. You can promote what you got coming up, your webpage, your, your page. You can give somebody some inspirational words. Hell, you can talk about what you ate this morning. <laughs> Whatever you want to do. I don't. But I can't all- remember that, man. I can't, I can't remember five minutes. No, I'm joking. <laughs> well, go ahead and ring uh, the bell. Well, first and foremost, thank you so much for having me on. It was definitely a pleasure to sit down and chat with you and all your listeners and viewers tonight. Um, honestly, guys, just head over and follow us across social medias at Refin' Up on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we got our uh, Scarlett Donovan, who is a uh, the first female referee for New Japan Pro Wrestling ever. We talked to her uh, yesterday, came out yesterday. We're on all your podcasting platforms. It's simple, guys. Go over to castby.com slash refing it up. All our platforms are there. All our merchandise is there. Uh, all that good stuff is there. Um, like I said, just... Honestly, social media guys, and I, I, I would like to leave a bit of wisdom. It may not be a lot of wisdom to some of you, but I, it's kind of words of wisdom that I live by. Just in professional wrestling, you know, there is a baby face, there is a heel, there's a good guy and a bad guy. We're wrestling fans. There is no good and there's no bad. We're one group of people. Treat it like that. Treat it with respect. Treat treat each other with respect because just because I like professional wrestling doesn't mean that you should love professional wrestling in my way. I see it. You may love women's wrestling or hardcore wrestling. I may love, you know, strong style or, you know, uh, uh, old school wrestling, whatever. Be one. The, The wrestling business wrestling should be fun. It shouldn't be to knock you down. It should be build you up. You listen to what, whether, um, whatever you want to. If you want to take this from me, fantastic, wonderful. Just be good to each other. It's plain and simple. You know, have I made the mistakes in the past? Sure, everybody makes mistakes. But leave the mistakes in the past where they should be. If you're worried about the past and you're worried about the future, you forget about a present. Live today. Like you want to live for another 20 years. Plain and simple, folks. Be nice to each other. Listen, when a man says some stuff like that, there's no need for me to say anything else. <laughs> With that being said, guys, you know what to do. Follow us on all social media platforms, the Whip Show Podcast, YouTube, Spotify. You know, get us in your ear. Watch us visually. Check him out. Like he just said, reffing it up. Brian Hepner and Jimmy Corderas every single week. And I'm oh, and watch our other shows on the network, the Coach's Corner and Railing <laughs> with Mr. Joe Walker. They'll kill me. Well, I don't care if Coach doesn't hear me promote him, but I gotta <laughs> promote the other guy. With that being said, I am Whip from the Whip Show Podcast. And once again, thank you to RJ from Reffing It Up. And I will see you next time on the Wrestling Heroes and Insiders Podcast, aka the Whip Show. Take care, guys. <laughs>